Welcome, and I will be reading our scriptures today in Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 18. And good morning to each one of you. Thank God for another day that we can continue our devotional, God's Word for today in the book of Acts. And let me read to you in our English Standard Version Bible. Now at Lystra, there was a man sitting who could not use his feet. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul speaking, and Paul looking intently at him, and seeing that he had faith to be made well, said in a loud voice, Stand upright on your feet. And he sprang up and began walk, walking. And when the crowd saw that Paul, what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in Laconian, The gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Barnabas, they called Jews, and Paul Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Jews, whose temple was at the entrance to the city, brought oxen and garlands to the gates and wanted to offer sacrifice with the crowds. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men of like nature with you, and we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. In past generations, he allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave them himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. Even with these words, this harshly restrained the people from offering sacrifice to them. Well, their experience here in the city of Lystra was quite interesting because the people was so excited to make um, an offering and sacrifices towards Paul and Barnabas as they sold us the miracle that they did to the crippled man. Now, we learned yesterday that there was a commotion in the city of Iconium. The city was divided because of the gospel. So they have to move on to the next city. They, were, they went here in Lystra. And when they arrived here in Lystra, they saw this paralyzed man and Paul healed him. He was crippled from birth and had never walked. So he listened to Paul's teaching. And as Paul saw his desire to be healed, he looked at him in the eyes and shouted, Stand upright on your feet. And immediately he stood up and walked. This kind of miracle can only be done by God. It is not a psychosomatic illness, just like fever and colds and some kind those kind of illness. It was a sickness and illness that was impossible in the eyes of man. To heal. He was crippled since birth. He has never walked ever since. This encounter with a crippled man here, parallel to that of John and Peter's experience of healing the crippled beggar in Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. Earlier in Iconium, where they left, Paul and Barnabas preached and God had bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. So they were already used by the Lord to 
show signs and wonders that their message was really authentic. It appears to us that to perform miracles is not just a sign that the speaker's words are true, but a sign that the new believers have placed their faith correctly. Today, with the word of God affirmed over the last 2,000 years, let's remember that the greatest miracle is not somebody who's, who, who is like a cripple or a blind man that is, that is or who, who are healed, although God can do that. But the greatest miracle today is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that can change the heart of man. When a person is born again, when a person believes on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit will come into him and change his life. It is not a small matter. It's a big miracle. So going back to the story, when the crowd saw the miracle, they said in their dialect, in Leconian, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Well, they were so excited. They were so surprised and shocked that they said that the gods, because they were believers of the mythical gods, the Greek gods. So they, they called Barnabas as Zeus because he was bigger. And Paul, the smaller guy, called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. So Paul was the spokesman. So they attributed these two gods, mythical gods with the Greeks, towards Barnabas and Paul respectively. So apparently, we see here that they were really were very religious. They went to a city in Lystra where the worship of the Greek gods were very prominent. They were very religious. Suddenly, they put their faith upon idols. This miracle had moved the, the, the priest of Zeus whose temple was at the entrance to the city, so that he brought oxen and garlands to the gates, and he offered sacrifice with the crowds. Imagine the chief priest of Zeus in the city of Lystra was moved because of this miracle. Why? Why they did it? Perhaps the reason behind this is because there was something that happened in the history of this city. According to a myth writing, Ovid's Metamorphosis, written in AD 8, in year 8 AD, Jews and Hermes visited Phrygia, a district northwest of Lystra. They searched for hospitality in a thousand different homes before an elderly couple invited them to their shack. So it means that nobody allowed or entertained or let Zeus enter in into their houses, except this elderly couple into their shock. In return, Jews flooded the neighborhood and turned their shock into a temple in the middle of the lake. So perhaps this story, this belief have moved them that they have to entertain and be hospitable for Barnabas and Greek and then Paul, so that this will not happen again to their city. This would be the last thing that the Lystrans wanted to happen again by refusing hospitality to these two great gods, according to them. 
whether this is true or not, we know that this is just a mythical belief or this is just a story. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they tore their garments and rushed out into the crowd, crying out, Men, why are you doing these things? We also are men, or like nature with you. Now, how come that they were able to understand what they were saying? Because they were saying in their dialect, Laconian. Now, perhaps Paul can understand Laconian because he was raised in Tarsus, a province or a city nearby. And Paul might have understood what they were saying. So Paul and Barnabas immediately dismissed the idea of being worshipped. Now, this is really the teaching in the Bible that you're going to worship God and somebody else. God is a jealous God. He won't give his glory to another. We should not rob the glory of God. Paul and Barnabas have strong reactions to the crowd's sacrifices because, number one, as devout Jews and Jesus followers, they knew that only God is worthy of such honor. The idea of people offering worship sacrifices to them is very horrifying to them, very terrifying to them because idolatry is one of the things that they had learned that God really will not have given, not give them second chances. You know what happened in the past? Because of their idolatry, they went to, to the idols. God exiled them in Babylon. God disciplined them and they learned their lesson. That was the reason behind why the Jews in the past were exiled to Babylon. They, were became, they became slaves and captives to a foreign land. God judged them because of their idolatry. And the thought that Paul and Barnabas must, you know, that they were going to be worshipped was horrifying to them. Secondly, they didn't want to share the same fate with King Herod Agrippa. One, the story we know in Acts chapter 12, verse 20 to 23, that people, when they hear Herod, doing a speech, they said, wow, this is the voice of God. And immediately he fell down and was eaten by worms. They don't want to do that. It will happen to them. Paul and Barnabas tore their clothes and turned, their, turned this into a preaching moment. Paul said to them, we bring you good news that you should turn from these vain things. What is this vain thing? Worshiping of idols to a living God who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. So Paul continued, in past generations, God allowed all the nations to walk in their own ways. Yet he did not leave himself without witness, for he did good by giving you rains from heaven and fruitful seasons, satisfying your hearts with food and gladness. So Paul connected that the blessing that God has given to them, like harvest, rain, and sunshine and every everything that they can produce, crops, they, they come from God. These are witness that God must be worshipped, not them, not anybody else, not their idols. That they should repent from worshipping idols to serve the living God. And that is really what's sad in our world today. 
when people experience and receive the goodness of God, they attributed the glory to the idols instead of the living God who gave them the rain and the sunshine and all these blessings of life. So let's remember this, that even in a very religious pagan culture, the gospel has the power to save. The gospel has power to dispel and to destroy what Satan is doing. Because it's the power of God unto the unto salvation to those who believe. Like Paul and Barnabas, let's continue to preach the gospel, even when there are reactions like this. This is the power of God. And let's believe the gospel. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for reminding us again about your power, your power to manifest even in a very difficult culture, a pagan culture like here in Leicester. Thank you, dear Father, that the same gospel that Paul preached during this time in the book of Acts is the same gospel that we could preach today. And the same gospel that was powerful is still powerful today. Thank you, Lord, because the gospel is still powerful to save those who will believe. And there are a lot of our friends, colleagues, members of families, friends who have not believed the gospel as yet. But we know that you can change their hearts, Lord. You can open their eyes that you will be able to see and believe the gospel and be saved wonderfully. Thank you that you can just trust you, Lord, that you are going to use us as you have used Paul and Barnabas to proclaim the gospel in our world today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.